We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There is a football game today. There is a preseason football game on today. You have to wrap your head around. That's weird. I'm so excited. I'm I'm so excited. And it's the two most boring teams. I looked at the Steelers backups in the in the (laughs) in the Cowboys backups, and I'm like, none of these guys. I didn't. The only guy I scouted was like Simi. Oh God, the name's escaping me. He's from Stanford. He's some white wide receiver from Stanford. But. There's a preseason game on today, and it's we'll get to see awesome. Dwayne Haskins. Nice. That is, you. apparently, he's lighting it up in practice. Apparently, really? he's a new man. He's a no new man. I refuse to believe that. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite NFL and NBA analysts, Matthew Spanauer and Theo Ash. How are you guys today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm in the middle of a move right now, and uh, I'm trying to figure out like how to get a bed, how to build a desk. <laughs> um, but all things considered, it's going pretty well so far. So uh, you're not much of a handyman then, are you, Matt? I Actually, I'm doing a really good job on the desk. Thank you very much. Um, I'm just not finished yet. Okay. But I'll, I'll show you when I'm done. I'll, I'll post a picture of it or something. It's going to look it. really good. It just sounds like you're moving slow. Um, no, it's just that it takes a long time to get everything just right. No, you're just I'm a measure twice, <laughs> cut once type of guy. Okay, that's fair. I just that measure faster out. than you. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing good, Boyd, and I don't have to move in anywhere. I've I'm back. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we know that uh we we know Theo's had his debacles with uh travel, and now it's Matthew's turn, and soon it'll be my turn. Um but for now, we make do with what we have. If you know, make sure you guys as always like review, leave a comment, all that good stuff that you've been doing. Keep helping us grow this podcast on all platforms. And if you haven't yet, make sure you uh, follow at Stay Hot Pod on TikTok for some great content there as well. Um, we do have an announcement that we will uh, we'll kind of finish the announcement at the end of the episode, but we are doing a TikTok fantasy league with some of the biggest TikTokers, not even just in sports, um, just some of the biggest TikTokers in the game in general. The um, biggest so TikTokers t- that yeah. replied. The biggest TikTokers <laughs> that replied to our saying to our the call. biggest TikTokers in the game makes it sound like Addison Ray <laughs> is about to be drafting in this league. Are you uh, saying really Addison big, Ray? You saying that Addison Ray is not in the league? Yeah. Spoiler alert. No. Uh, but there are some big TikTokers, <laughs> and there's a, a bunch of sports people, so it should be a lot of fun. 
yeah, we're it'll be a big it'll be a big sports TikTok league. But no, we don't have Addison Ray. We don't have Charlie D'Amelio. So sorry to burst your bubble if that's what you were expecting. So stay tuned for the announcement video. It'll play at the end of the show if you are on YouTube. If you're listening to this and want to check it out, go to our YouTube channel. It is a banger. Um, I can attest, even though I haven't seen it yet. Um, we're excited to see the video ourselves, um, and we're excited for the league to start. So you know, kind of, kind of a big agenda today. We're talking some NFL news. Wait, 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 I, wait, wait, so- wait, 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 wait. Okay. Can I talk about our fantasy league? Wait, what wait, what fantasy league are you talking about, Theo? Are you talking, talking about, about negative one PPR? Yeah. There's okay, also yeah. one more <laughs> fantasy league that we're in. Um that I thought would just be funny. And the way that I'm doing it is it's negative one PPR. And so if you're picking up yards but not getting first downs, you are losing points. Your players are losing points in said league. Um, also you, every team gets five cornerbacks and every cornerback stat is worth negative one points except for touchdowns. So if you get a pick, it's negative one points. Every yard you return, it is negative one points (laughs) tackles negative one points. But if they score a touchdown, it's pretty much an automatic win. I will also be randomly assigning kickers each week that you get two of them that I will be providing every week. Um, I think that one's going to be a lot of fun. I know I roped Bladen and Matthew into this along with another, some other random assortment of people from various aspects of my life. I think that's going to be a fun one too. Although I don't think it's got quite the star power as uh, the other one. Yeah. Um, I, I am excited for that league, Theo. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, are, are we going to keep tabs on that? Like, on Twitter and stuff too, or I no. might. <laughs> I, I, I don't we'll know. See. I think it'll, I think it'll we'll see what funny. we'll do. We'll do something with it. I think it's. Uh, I'll throw out some updates if my team does really well. But if I'm bad, I'm not talking about it. I think the other thing is That's a very Matthew thing. I might randomly add and subtract <laughs> points throughout the years just based on if I feel <laughs> can like. Can you it, do that? Know. Yeah, you yeah, can. Commissioner, commissioner <laughs> powers are all encompassing, but it won't be. It won't be unfair. All right, it'll be. It'll be fair. But if someone does something wrong, they might get some points. I, that, ruin, that ruins the integrity of the league. I have no the faith integrity that of the I'm league. not going to get screwed over. Yeah. It's one thing. If Just for that, you lose. Fi- for questioning yeah. my integrity, yeah. you lose <laughs> 20 points. I can't say anything bad about Theo now. <laughs> well, everything Theo 30. says comes true. We already know this. So, all right, okay. This the Stay Hot TikTok League will be legit, though. That one is not like this. I just think that this is funny, and while we're talking about yes, fantasy, we leagues. we will not be tampering in the Stay Hot TikTok League. Anyway, um, jam packed episode today. We're gonna be talking some NFL news. Thank God there's NFL news, NFL preseason narratives. But before we hop into that, we are gonna start with the NBA free agency. And the massive week the Lakers had adding a ton of pieces around their big three. I have not looked at the numbers recently, but I was very disappointed when they brought back THT, Monk, and Nunn. Because I don't think they'll be the oldest team of all time now. I'm pretty (laughs) sure when they fill out the roster with the last couple of guys being undrafted free agents, it's going to make them just young enough not to be the oldest team ever. And and does that mean they're not going to win the finals now? Does that like ruin? No, they're still great, but it ruins what I was cheering for. I I thought it would just be fun if they were the oldest team ever. They might be. I wonder if they're the oldest median team of all time. Like the 
because they the Jazz had a 38-year-old and a 37-year-old bringing up the average. I wonder if by sheer amount of old people, the Lakers have the oldest median. I mean, the Lakers are going to have two or three. I mean, Carmelo Anthony is 36. He's going to turn 37. LeBron's going to turn 37. They're really old, um, but they're really, really good. I love what they did. Um, I don't think you could have asked for much more out of them after they traded for Westbrook than what they did outside of maybe you're disappointed you didn't get Patty Mills uh, and maybe you would have liked to see Caruso come back. I think Caruso not coming back is pretty rough, uh, but I, I love the Monk edition. I love none. I think they got enough shooters. Dwight Howard coming back is cool. I think playing him is going to be a little tough with the spacing because if you have Russ out there and then AD who didn't shoot well from three last year and then Howard as well, uh, it's going to be pretty, it's going to be pretty cluttered in the paint, but yeah, I know they were talking about playing Davis at the five. And I always think that would be, you know, if you could even play LeBron at like power forward or something and then have, I Davis think you'll see five. more of that. Yeah. I think you're going to see more uh, of that hopefully, but yeah. Melo coming back, he's going to be a shooter. Uh, Wayne Ellington is going to be a shooter and they've got like now 12 guys who seem to be in that rotation. And I think that's really important because if all of a sudden a couple of those dudes either get hurt or it's like, I don't know, random name, Trevor Ariza or Baysmore isn't really working out. You can lose them. You don't need them. You can figure out what rotations work the best and then whittle it down to eight or nine guys get ready for the playoffs. So I, I, I really like that. I also think Malik Monk was just a steal. Um, I'm surprised that no other rebuilding team wanted to offer him a little contract and see what he had. He shot really well from three last year. Uh, 40% on five attempts a game in just 20 minutes. Uh, so I, I thought what they did is good. I think they've got a ridiculous amount of talent. They're older. Uh, their shooting isn't amazing. Uh, their chemistry, I, they have a lot of guys who haven't played together or a lot of guys who haven't played much together. Are Those are all things they're going to have to figure out, but they're going to be they're going to be good. And I think with the amount of talent that they have, you're willing to take on those problems. You can, you can get past them. Yeah. yeah. It's just all about staying healthy. And I, there is a yep. lot of Lakers slander right now. Like ha, the mm -hmm. retirement home, the old, <laughs> like I feel like all the like Lakers haters are kind of shooting themselves in the foot by making fun of them now, because now they can't be like, Oh, what a super team when they win. Although again, super teams, a kind of a lame criticism, but I feel like, you know, there's a lot of hate directed towards the Lakers right now because they're LeBron and the Lakers, but like, yeah. And, and the super team thing is, is way overblown. I get, there were a couple of guys who are taking cheaper contracts to go play for the Lakers, but some of these guys like Carmelo Anthony, he was playing for minimum last year too. Um, or it's like Russell Westbrook, you just traded for him. It didn't have anything to do with like free agency. Um, and if I was a Lakers fan, I wouldn't care how I got my talent. Like, right. if, if the Hornets could get a bunch of talent and free agency, I wouldn't feel bad if that's what they did. They can't. Um, right. And, right. But I'm not, I'm not going to feel guilty over how my team gets good. <laughs> no, and it's like, it's you also have to be a certain level of good to even be able to build something like this because no one's taking, you know, any kind of pay cut to go play with, you know, yep. Sacramento. So you kind of have to be <laughs> a pretty special talent to even, like, like people are taking pay cuts to come play with you, man, you're really good. Yeah. So yeah, the the whole like super team thing. But obviously no one is actually arguing that in good faith. So it kind of doesn't yeah. matter. You know, they're just it's just funny. So Yeah. I don't know. Theo, what's your, Theo, hold on. Theo, what's your problem with the Sacramento Kings, huh? 
what you said the hornets so (laughs) oh you said the hornets first i was just reiterating Mm -hmm. um sacramento historically sacramento is a beautiful city man i love Sacramento. hasn't attracted large free agents or they are right now they are not good they have they're not (laughs) going into this free agency they weren't quite as good as the lakers um just a little bit behind them so I think that's what drove free agents uh, yeah. to go to the yeah. biggest franchise that's competing for a championship over Sacramento. And I know we talked about Lonzo in the last episode <laughs> and the Bulls, but now we really got to talk about the Bulls because the Bulls are good now. <laughs> like the They're really have, good. Yeah, That's going to be a super fun team. I'm super <laughs> excited for it. Lonzo Bull. Um, you're going to see a lot of people be like, well, they're not contending, no, though. They went all in, and they're not really serious contenders. And... Maybe they are like super, super fringe contenders. We need everything to break our way and all the chemistry to work to actually be competitive. But that team has, you know, easily I could see them making the Eastern Conference Finals. Easily. Um, easily. Um, I mean, the shot the shot making on that team is kind of like great. Like Vucevic, DeRozan, and Zach Levine. I mean, we just saw the Suns and really even the Bucks make the finals on like high level mid range shot shot making, you know the Bulls have yeah. guys who can score. I mean, DeRozan's not the greatest three point shooter, but like they've got guys who can score. I will see, but they've got um, a big part of DeRozan being your star is like okay, well then how does that hurt the spacing? But when you have Vucevic and you have Lamella, not Lamella, Lonzo, and when you have uh, Levine, you're good to go. I think they're going to be really fun. They're definitely one of, there's a lot of teams in the East that I could totally see making the Eastern conference finals. Um, But I totally commend them for being aggressive, knowing that if they weren't Zach Levine would leave. That's the key. So maybe, maybe they're not the most competitive. Maybe not the number one team in the East or the number one team in the league, but they're very competitive. They're going to be super fun. And there's a lot of other teams, more teams than not wish they were the Bulls. So I, yeah. I love yeah, their moves. I think Lonzo's a great fit. Getting DeRozan out of nowhere, kind of. I mean, not out of nowhere, but I didn't see it coming a week ago. Uh, right. It's sweet. So uh, if I'm a Bulls fan, I'm excited. No one laughed when I said Lonzo Bull. Lonzo Bull? <laughs> I actually kind of think that's funny. That <laughs> see, I haven't I seen, uh, I haven't I seen NBA paint. I just didn't hear me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh... And I guess the other NBA news is Kawhi hasn't signed yet. Um, we still think yeah. he's coming back to the Clippers, I feel like. I mean, didn't yeah. we talk about how it it doesn't make sense why he would make a big deal about going to L.A. if he was just going to leave L.A.? Yeah, but I mean, he's obviously considering things if he hasn't signed yet, you know? Like, I don't know. I, I mean, think I, I, I wonder what his thought process is right now, but he made a big deal about going to Los Angeles. Um and I, I, I'm not sure. I, I haven't heard any news about it, so it'd all be speculation. And the Clippers so were I, I don't good. Know who could offer the what? The Clippers were really good, like yeah. even when he went down. Yeah, the Clippers were good. I just wonder if there's some teams where he's like, if I signed and traded and went there, they might be better than the Clippers. But um, I think it makes the most sense, especially coming off a pretty big injury where he's going to have to sit a lot of the year just to just to go back to the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any uh, other under the radar like moves? Theo, that- your, your your guys stay at home. 
My guy? Oh, yeah. Chris Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Paul, we signed uh, JaVale McGee and I immediately logged on to YouTube and I watched the nine minute JaVale McGee low light shacked in the fool <laughs> compilation. Um, McGee is a really good player. He's not bad. It's just, it. No, he's he's like a good like if Dario is going to miss the year with the ACL injury, I'd much rather have McGee than Frank Kaminsky coming off the bench. I just think it's funny to watch his shacked in the fool moments because they're funny. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not I'm not denying that. <laughs> um but don't don't let uh, some dumb plays early in his career let you think that um McGee's bad. There's a reason why contenders always want he's, him. There's he's a reason an, why he's always playing for contenders. He's very nice. He's an Olympian. He's an Olympian. That's true. I didn't even think about that. I have, you been, kind of went, have you been watching Team USA basketball at all? I have not. Yes. I yeah, haven't watched it's, a single game. It's and then I ugly. Just heard that, that, <laughs> I, mean, I heard that they made... They made the finals. They did make the finals, but it's like I can't like I watched the team. They turned it on in the second half yesterday, okay, yeah. but like, oh my God, I don't understand. It's they're boring to watch like for <laughs> long stretches. I Yeah, I mean they're they're in serious trouble against France. Um they just don't feel, play like a team. They Luka. just it, it's ISO ball way too much. The ball doesn't move at all. I don't know. Yeah. It's tough to watch sometimes, but uh I, I they're so talented Luka, it might not matter. Though. Yeah. Anyway, just thought I'd ask. Yeah, no, I'm. I, I the only event I was watching in in the Olympics was the track events, mostly the four hundred hurdles. Um, that's that's my thing, you know. Yeah. The other Florida. the other thing that I wanted to talk about um, was the Warriors. Maybe not so much in free agency, but we. I, I think I, I said something about how I think I thought they needed to be aggressive with the end of Curry's prime. And they were not. They have not been aggressive so far. It's not over. They can still make moves. I don't know who could be signed and traded. Um, how maybe that's where Kawhi wants to go or something. <laughs> um, or maybe they can pull off a Dame trade, right? But um, just draft, just picking your picks and just, you know, getting some decent role players and just hoping Clay is going to come back. 100% is cool, and it's going to make the Warriors really good. I do think they're going to be a good team next year, but I haven't seen any Golden State fans who aren't disappointed that they didn't do more. Even though the, even though on paper the team is pretty good, uh, it's, it's going to be – they put themselves in a position where it's an uphill battle to beat some of these super talented teams like the Lakers and the Nets, and it's not impossible. Maybe they get injured. Maybe Clay comes back 100%. Maybe the rookies contribute right away, but that's a lot of things you need to break your way um, to be contending when it shouldn't be like that when you have a player who's as good as Steph Curry. So as of now, I'm not super, super thrilled with the moves that they've made as far as being aggressive enough for an all-time player who's in their prime. General rule of thumb is if you're making a lot of if statements going into a season, probably... You know, probably not a good thing. And really, with the Kaminga pick at seven, uh, he's not a very pro-ready player. He wasn't very good. Uh, now, he's got potential, but he doesn't look very good already in the games that they've they've played him in. Uh, and I haven't watched them. That's just the reports I've heard. I'm not trying to say that I've seen it, so maybe I'm wrong. But um, I don't know if you can expect him to come in day one and contribute. And it's just like, even if he turns out, if he doesn't get ready by the time Curry is out of his prime, how much is it worth it? Um, unless he becomes a superstar himself, but that's asking a lot for a seventh pick. So I just, I just would like to see Curry have like a, a big team around him and make the West even more fun. But yeah. 
One, yeah. one last thing for the NBA. What are your expectations for the Heat now that they got Lowry and they didn't get DeRozan? Uh, they're going to be a lot of fun. I think getting Duncan Robinson back as well was the big one. If they didn't get him back, the spacing would have been really, really rough. Um, but with him and Lowry and, and Tucker and Hero and Bam and Jimmy, I mean, you've got you've got a lot of guys on that team. I think we're getting to a point, and it's been a long time, the East is probably better than the West right now. Yeah. I haven't really looked at it. I probably need to go look at it, but the East is... I mean, here's, yeah, here's the, it, it's definitely closer. It's definitely there was a, a, a stretch where there was a stretch where the West was by far and away better, and, and well, with the exception of the Nets, there was no one, and maybe the Bucks. But well, I mean, we're, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, like, I'm saying, oh, yeah, the Bucks won the. I'm finals, talking about like the LeBron Cavs era. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, <laughs> okay. Um, you're talking like okay, yeah. I think the interesting thing about the Heat, they're very talented. They're a team with a lot of talent, and they're in that sort of not maybe the top contender in the East, but they're obviously like, if they made the finals, you wouldn't be stunned, but it would be kind of an upset. But think about the way I'm looking at it is bulls, heat, Sixers, bucks, nets. One of those teams has to lose in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who it's going to be, but um, the, the heat scare me a little bit. Cause on paper, they do look really good. And there are a lot of big names and star power on that team, but I do feel like they've kind of mismanaged. They saw their team make the finals in the bubble. And I feel like they've made moves that are a little bit mismanaged because of that. Like Jimmy Butler getting 50 million at age 36 is what's going to end up happening. They extended him for a long mm-hmm. time. You know, they didn't trade Tyler Hero when his value was high and they could have maybe gotten James Harden for him. I think that was a mistake. Like Lowry's getting up there in age. Like I just feel like they're making this big push and it's going to hurt them down the line when I don't view them as like finals favorites or even especially likely to get there. I, so I feel like, again, it's, a little bit like the Warriors where I, it might end up, you don't, you've got all these guys extended long-term who are probably going to be out of their prime by the, and it's going to hurt the team long-term um, to go all in right now. But I don't know if going all in right now was the best move for them because I, the nets are still around in the Bucks, yeah, And yeah. so I, 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 the heat scare me a little bit, but that being said, if things break their way, they should be, I mean, they do have a lot of talent, so maybe they can I, squeeze one title out of this if the nets you know, get hurt again. I, they're probably capable of beating the Bucks. So, like, maybe they can squeeze out a title out of this. But I do think it's a little bit of a mistake. I do. I see what I see what you mean, but um, you can't make a push to be good without sacrificing part of the future. Like, the Heat know that Jimmy probably won't be worth. $50 million when he's 36. Same thing with the Chris Paul deal. Right. I mean, that's yeah. what pays him until what he's 41. Yeah. Uh, that's what you have to sacrifice. Uh, if you want to be competitive. I mean, the bucks just did that, right? They gave up three picks and $160 million contract to drew holiday. Who's very good, but will he be worth 40 million plus four years from now? It's less likely right. um, than him being worth it. Right. Um, and I also kind of think that, if we're going to sit here and say, well, the Heat went all in and they're not title favorites, so it was a mistake, then you could kind of say the same thing about the Bulls. And I don't think it's fair to say that about the Bulls, and I don't think it's fair to say that about the Heat. They're a really good team. They're going to be really strong. To they're a fringe contender. They're obviously more of an outside of a chance. I'm not going to pick them to make the finals. 
Um, but they're going to be super competitive and fun to watch. And there's a lot more teams that wish they were the Heat than not. Um, so I, I, I don't I don't blame them for going all in because if you didn't give Jimmy that contract, your other option was just blow it up. And I think it'd be a really long rebuilding process. And I don't know if the assets you would have gotten from blowing it up would have been that amazing. Okay. So I, I don't all, blame them. Also, I don't think you can sit here and be like, oh, we can't go all in because of the Bucks and the Nets. You can't just be like, we're not we're not going to be good enough to beat those guys and like play scared. Like if you're going to go all in, you're going to go all in regardless of who's all yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, when, when you could look at this and be like, okay, well, they lost 0 to 4 to the Bucks, why do they think they can go win a title? But the Bucks could have told themselves the same thing when they lost in 5 to the Heat the year before. A lot can change. A lot of it's scheme. You have a great coach, you have a lot of talent. Uh, so maybe you make something happen, but it's it's way more fun to be competitive and maybe have a shot at making the conference finals and have at least be good enough to so where you can see yourself beating any team. Maybe if an injury or two goes your way, and I think that's where the Heat are, and that's not a bad spot to be, particularly since them going all in and the future assets they gave up is money and not picks. They really haven't given up that many picks in the future. I think it's just a twenty twenty six swap. Yeah, that's all fair. That's all fair. So. But I think that kind of wraps things up for the NBA. There's a lot of NFL news to go over, um, but we'll try and keep it tight. Quentin Nelson has the exact same injury as Carson Wentz. Um, I think that's really weird. Um, And they also both have the exact same injury as our producer, Alex. (laughs) Um, Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. So they're not playing until November, or, uh, or so Alex says. Type in the chat. It's a bad omen. It is a a bad bad omen. omen. It is a bad omen. They have no momentum going into the season now. How can we expect (laughs) them to win anything? The I don't want to come off as a expert or doctor, but I have broken my foot before, and I think that's one of those injuries that is really easy to convince yourself you can like play through or you're fine when you're not, and you can end up re-breaking it. I also know that Greg Olson had a similar foot injury and it kind of nagged him. And that's sort of what made his career maybe end a little bit sooner than it should have. Um, So if I'm the Colts, I want to make a push uh, to win. And I know that having Carson Wentz sit extra time might be the difference between being competitive this year and not. Um, But I don't know if pushing them out super quick, especially Nelson. I mean, he's, that's a franchise guy. And, And Wentz maybe has the potential to be a franchise guy too. For them, or that's how they're viewing them. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't rush this. I, I do if, think it might take a little bit longer than five. If weeks. I'm the Colts, first of all, um, you pay less in draft capital if Carson Wentz sits. Right. So I'm, I'm oh, letting I didn't him even think about. I'm that. letting him sit. That, like that's well, a no brainer. <laughs> I don't know if I wanna, if I wanna tank the season to save well, myself. You're not, one you're round not tanking the season. You're saying okay, we're we're gonna. We're gonna try and get Carson Wentz healthy, and we're also gonna. What is it? They're giving up a. They'd give up a second instead of a first. Yeah, yeah. The threshold right. is seventy percent. So if he misses yeah. the beginning of the season, it would probably work out. But you know, I think the Colts. What's interesting about the Colts is what they're gonna do about it. Because I think you guys are right. I think the five weeks be ready for week one is very optimistic. I think missing the yeah. first quarter of the season is more likely, and. The training camp battle, apparently Jacob Eason, their fourth round quarterback from last year, it just had his coming off like his best days of camp. Looks all right. But there's also Sam Ellinger, the Texas rookie. I think they drafted him in the sixth or seventh round, who is also really impressed. So, 
And to hear him talk about Ellinger, they're like, he's calm. He's got moxie. Um, the coach described it as an it factor, the all important it factor that no right. one can quantify. He has and you, it. <laughs> he has it. He's likable. He is doing well. And, you know, preseason, I would imagine that they would want to see what they have in a game setting before they make any sort of move. And I feel like yeah. if they do well in the preseason, it would not surprise me if we see Eason or Ellinger starting week one. But there are the, other options, I, Mariota. The the um con- the concerning thing about that is, are you really wanting to bank your starting quarterback based on how they perform in preseason? Because we've seen it happen before where it's, where a quarterback goes into preseason, looks good, and then gets into the regular season and is a disaster. It happens There's some truth in that, time. yeah. There um, is. I would say this, though. Why are they the backup quarterbacks, you know? Like, they are the backup quarterbacks for this situation. And I feel like the Colts would like to trust their scouting. They would like to trust their eyes, and they would like to trust their players. If they wanted Mariota to be their backup quarterback, he could be their backup quarterback, you know? If they wanted Mariota to play to back up Carson Wentz over, you know, Ellinger and Eason, they had the opportunity to do that. Although maybe I'm trying to think of the timeline. Did Carson Wentz get traded before or after free agency? I don't know. Because there was also the issue of Mariota getting like cut late. Yeah, there was maybe there's some issues there, but I feel like, you know, you've got this, you've got your team right now in training camp. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, I mean, unless they suck, if they look good in practice and preseason, I feel like the mentality that, that NFL teams will have is they are our guys. We gave them this opportunity. And now that it's staring us in the face, we got to trust our evaluations and we got to trust our players to, to pull through for us. So if, if they suck in the preseason, it might be a different story. <laughs> but if they perform well, I bet the well, I, to, I would it's, it's not even about like, oh, you know, don't roll with Eason or Ellinger, right? Because they could go out and get Phillip Rivers in theory. My thing is, do you really want to play this like back and forth where you're like, oh, Eason's our guy, but now Ellinger's our guy? Because you, I mean, you I don't want to know build, if, you I don't know build if chemistry playing, with the offense. I don't know if you're playing back and forth. Uh, you're just having like a battle. So it's not, they haven't come out and said, Oh, you're starting week one or well, I'm pretty starting sure week one. Eason, is, haven't they said that Eason's kind of the guy right now? If he's I the mean, number Eason was the, he's probably getting reps with the number one team right yeah. now. As I, any I feel like, I feel like people maybe read into that too much. Anytime, you know, at any point, a team's going to have a depth chart. So, okay. Eason's yeah. their number one right now. Uh, and then Ellinger's a backup and then maybe it's a battle and, Ellinger could take over if, if he outperforms Eason. Yeah. I, that, I don't think that's going to be that confusing for the rest of the team. I think the main concern is like you could, I could see a scenario where maybe the Colts don't feel like Eason and Ellinger are the best options, but they're the options that they have and they're cheap and they're more developmental guys than like the best possible backup they could have gotten. I think uh, cheap they be- is kind of the key word there. Cause they, cause I know they had already invested a lot into getting Carson Wentz. So maybe yeah. it wasn't that they felt Eason was their best option as a backup. They felt like it was the best value as a backup yeah. option. But if they like how they look in camp, uh, they won't make a move. And if 
they what don't I'm, like how they look in camp, they will. What I'm rooting for is they get Nick Foles, though. I think Nick Foles replacing <laughs> Wentz again, and like maybe if he like starts winning a lot, and then it's the whole competition again. The Colts, That's, the Colts win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. If I want Nick Foles, I want them to move for with Nick Foles, and they could probably get Nick Foles for like nothing because I'm sure the Bears want him out. But like. That would be what I root for is like they get Nick Foles. He plays well. And then there's a whole competition again. I just think that would be so funny. Um, So I don't know if that's what ends up happening because you don't want to make a mistake and then compound the mistake by throwing more resources at quarterbacks. You aren't sure are good. You know, like you Mm -hmm. don't want to you don't want to make the issue all of a sudden like now you've thrown a second and now another second. And now like there's just tons of resources like at the quarterback position. I don't know if they want to do that, but. Right. I, I'm rooting for Foles. <laughs> Foles. Foles would be hilarious. But speaking of, you know, quarterback movement, there is some rumors of Deshaun Watson to the Eagles. And we already know what the price tag is, right? It's going to end up being Jalen Hurts, probably a starting defensive player, you know, combined with like four or five high draft picks. Do you see Eagles making that kind of a move? No, I don't think any team can make a move for him because um, not only is it, you know, what did this guy do, but you don't know if he's going to play. I, I, I kind of don't think that the situation is resolving itself in the next couple of weeks. Not not the legal thing, but like just like trade wise. Um, we I, I think we're a lot farther away uh, to the end of this sort of saga than maybe some people think. That's my guess. I don't really have any strong opinions on it. Um, cause you got to see how the whole legal process turns out before, um, before you yeah, see the rest of it. That's how I feel right now. That's how I feel right now. And we're really I mean, like, what, so the Eagles would make a trade for a guy in the middle of this and then start him week one. I like, I don't know. I, I think Watson doesn't play this year. And I think you see how the rest of that plays out. You see what the NFL does. You see what, um, the courts do. And then you go from there. I yeah, think that I'd agree with you. I, my original take is that Watson wouldn't play this year. And I should, every time I change my mind on something, it seems like my initial gut feeling was what I should have stuck with. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think the NFL cares about legal issues. I don't think they're moral. I don't think they, I feel like every NFL team is frustrated with the courts and they're probably just like, we don't even know. Oh, we're trying to let him play. So I feel like the NFL and the teams that want Watson are champing at the bit to get him on their team. I, I, I don't trust them to be moral at all with all the I, you know bad players that have gotten chances. I, I would have part. understood that if it were if we were still dealing with like the civil cases, but I'm pretty sure haven't there been some yeah, there's, who have there are some criminal it, it's cases not, that have yeah, been. It's now. criminal cases now. My original take was like, well, we'll see what happens, but at this point. You yeah, just got to see how it plays out before I think I have a strong that's what opinion I'm saying. about like, this. If, that, if, that's it, what I've if it's in criminal court, there's no way an NFL team is going to make that trade before it, it like act, before anything comes to fruition. Like that would be beyond stupid. Not even from like a moral perspective, just from like a logistic. Like, why would you do that? Fair, but if we're talking, okay, yeah, I can maybe see that. I just don't have any faith in, and I think NFL teams. I don't know what to think, but anyway, no, from, I, what, from I, like I'm a, all, tr- a, I get it, Theo. I, from a football you know. standpoint, the Eagles are weird because I don't know if I want anyone on the Eagles. Seriously, I think the Eagles have no players of value. Really, like Hurts, maybe, 
But like, I don't know if NFL teams really well, I mean, their, as big asset. Their D line's pretty good. Okay, of old players and players <laughs> who have like a year or two left on their contract. Fletcher Cox is what thirty one, maybe. Fletcher him. Cox is like this is one of the best interior defenders. Brandon line. Graham is like thirty two with I'll like give you Brandon Graham's not like <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's a lot of Javon Hargrave maybe is like a tradable depth piece. Ryan Kerrigan they just signed. They've got a lot of depth. Um, Rodney McLeod is a guy who is probably underrated who I would ask for, but he only has a year left on his deal. Like they've got so many old players that I just don't know if their value is like, I, I don't know how valuable they are. I don't know if yeah. I would want them if I have to, if they're old then I have to sign them to a contract again, like in a year or two. So that's the only, that's the biggest, like if we're talking like, just like logistics, I feel like there's a lot of teams that could make a better pitch the than the Eagles unless they give I, out I, <laughs> unless the Eagles give like five first round picks away but then you're you've got Watson throwing to this team of expiring contracts and invaluable players with now no tools in the toolbox to re, to retool so like I I don't I think the Eagles would be dying to make this deal because they just hate Jalen Hurts, and I don't think they think he's the guy. And they, <laughs> they want to really bench do him. hate Jalen. They want to bench I've him. I've never seen anything like this. They want to bench him, him, and they like they. I don't think they believe in him. And I feel like of all the teams in the league, they probably feel the least confident in their quarterback situation. But yeah, but I think you guys are onto something where it's like there definitely is a lot to get worked out, and this probably won't happen. In the I next mean, week. yeah, we could sit here and talk about the football side of it forever, but the football side of it kind of doesn't matter until this itself gets worked out. Um, And I I understand that NFL teams do not have the biggest history of caring about this type of stuff, but I don't think any team is insane enough to trade like they're in like five first round draft picks (laughs) for a guy who's still going through all like, no, no one's going to do that. I think this is really far from being done. Um, And you just got to see what, happens with the rest of it, particularly with the criminal cases now uh, being yeah, stacked that, on That's top the of big everything. thing. It's like, again, if it was civil cases, I would understand because there's probably nothing would end up happening to Watson after he um, like filed a settlement. But at, in, in, a, in a criminal case, I, I wouldn't want to take that kind of a risk. Um, in other news, two, two NFL teams had some fights going on and they handled it completely differently. So the Giants... Had, had a fight break out with Daniel Jones at the bottom of the pile. And they ended up running for the rest of practice. And everyone that reported on it said that it was like a, a sight to behold, right? Like Joe Judge was was on it. Like he was going nuts. And then um, the Lions got in a fight <laughs> and they handled it totally differently. Um, they were just... They thought it was like cool. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, what? How do you guys feel about? Do you, is which which situation or how do you think? Which coach do you think handled it better? I guess is the question. Lions. That I'm going. I'd rather play for. I I do now. I would not want to pay, play for Joe Judge. Maybe I'm just soft, <laughs> but like a coach. Like if there's a some guy got hit like in a in a non tackle practice, someone got tackled. And then they all like got in each other's face and there was a big scrum and Daniel Jones was in it. It happens, you know, it happens. And I'd be like, and then to run the rest of practice just seems miserable. And like Kelvin Benjamin had a thing, like he's like, Joe Judge is so toxic. He's yelling at guys. Like, I, I think that the idea where like 
Dan Campbell's method is there was a disagreement. It's a physical high emotion, like emotional sport. There's a fight, you know, good, like get it worked out and let's move on. I think that's better for the players. Like I would rather, that's the situation I would rather be in. Like as a player, that's the situation I would respect more rather yeah. than like, Oh my God, I'm running for the rest of practice and judges pissed at me, even though I was just defending my guy from getting tackled. And like, that's my take. I think when there's a fight, in the locker room, you kind of want it to blow over and have the guys still be good with each other afterwards. And if you say like, yeah, okay, we're going to fight sometimes. Cool. Great. Let's, let's keep going. It's a lot easier to move past it than if, if you like make a humongous deal about it and stop practice and make everyone do like sprints for an hour, then it's like, that's the thing that happened that day. You're never going to forget that. It's harder to get past (laughs) it. The bigger a deal you make of it. Um, And those, those guys, probably want to go in there. They want to, you know, it's like that's, that's the type of stuff that is going to happen in football sometimes uh, and understanding that. And, and, you know, obviously you don't want the guys beating each other up, yeah. but um, not making a big deal out of it makes it easier to get past as far as like the actual fighting. I, I think not being it, cool with each other part. I think it kind of depends, right? Because if it's like that's a situation true. in a non-contact practice where, Oh, you know, so-and-so, you know, accidentally went a little harder than they should have. But if you're in a situation where guys are just being disrespectful to each other and it's like very That's obviously true. not not like a good team atmosphere, then at that point you have to do something about it. Yeah. And, I th- and I think there there is a huge difference. And maybe in, in the Giants case, because, I, you know, I, was, I wasn't there, you know, maybe in the Giants case, you know, Joe Judge sees that, you know, you know, this is not how I want my team to be. Maybe this, you know, doesn't feel like a team. So I'm going to make it feel like I'm going to, you know, take control. That's a good point. Quick. That's a good point. Yeah, it totally does depend on the context of it. And I guess I'm assuming the same context for both of them. It's and, hard yeah. to say who handled it better when you weren't <laughs> there. I'm not yeah, going to lie. That's probably, well, not even that we weren't, we weren't at either. You would have to yeah. be at both. <laughs> You'd have so. to be at both to know who handled it better. Um, because a fight breaking out isn't necessarily the same thing. So that, that's a good yeah. point. Um so maybe both of them handled it the best way. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I think Judge handles things in a weird <laughs> way all the time. Like he tapes tennis balls to people's hands and we're like, well, you're not going to hold. He's a very like football guy in that regard yeah. where he's like, everyone's running. Coaches are running. We're not coaches like are running. <laughs> coaches are running. I just feel like that kind of mentality is a little bit. If I was a player, I would rather avoid all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's for the situation was someone got hit when they weren't supposed to. And the giants are all cool. Like they talk, obviously interviewers talked all about it, you know, after practice and the giants are like, yeah, we're all cool. So I I don't think it's like detrimental, like to the team in any big way, but I would say like as a monolith, it's better to just be like, yeah, let's move on instead of getting pissed and like making everyone run for, I I know like Belichick would just send people home for getting in fights. <laughs> like he, he did that with Brandon cooks and I think it was Brandon cooks and Stefan Gilmore. They got in a fight and then Belichick just sent them home. <laughs> that's also <laughs> not, I think that's, that's, not, that's not a terrible way to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, if you don't want to be here, bye. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I th- I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely hard to figure out who handled it better when you weren't at both. Um, but I think we should move on to preseason 
as you know, there's the a football game this, today. There is a yes. preseason football game on today. <laughs> so wrap your head around. That's weird. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so watch excited. Football. And it's the two most game. boring teams. I looked at the Steelers backups in the, in the, and <laughs> the Cowboys backups. And I'm like, none of these this guys, I didn't, the only guy I scouted was like, Simi, oh God, the name's escaping me. He's from Stanford. He's some white wide receiver from Stanford. Like there is like no, <laughs> but there's a preseason game on today. And it's we'll get to see awesome. Dwayne Haskins. Nice. That is, apparently he's lighting it up in practice. Apparently really? he's a new man. He's a no new way. man. Yeah, no, that's what I've I heard. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> well, we'll see tonight. That's yeah, the big, that's the big story. I'm interested to see Haskins. I don't know how good he's going to be because he was pretty rough for Washington, but it's at least something to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, anyway. I mean, it, it'll just be good to have football back. You know, that's that's really all I'm excited for. I, I can watch basketball, but fo- football's my love, man. Um, but, you know, other players that we're looking forward to seeing in the preseason, I, I think Zach Wilson's someone we have to look out for because he's been kind of on and off in camp. And it... You know, I I know I said you don't want to base everything off, you know, what you see in preseason, but when you haven't seen anything steadily good in camp, that's what you need. You need to see preseason at this point. He's been good in camp. Like he's had had good moments, but I've also heard he's had like some pretty bad. He's a rookie. He's a rookie playing from going from BYU to the NFL. So I'm not like, (laughs) like I would agree that there's some stuff that I've heard about Zach Wilson. Like some of the deep balls have been a little bit underthrown. Um, he's kind of avoiding the middle of the field and just going like to the outside, which he did a lot in college. So like there's definitely some problems in college that haven't magically just worked themselves out so far. Um, but I'm ex- what I'm excited for the Jets is Michael Carter, who I uh, I really like, and Elijah Moore, who every every third tweet on my timeline is talking about how Elijah Moore burned someone. So for the Jets, I'm excited to see all the rookies because that their best rookie, their best lineman might be a rookie. Their best wide receiver might be a rookie. Their best running back might be a rookie. And their best you think Vera Tucker might, might be, be better than Becton? That's what I mean. Apparently, he's lighting up in training. I'm just going off what the Jets are yeah. saying that he's looked better than Becton in training camp. So. I'm, I'm excited to see Jets just because, like, they're so, so young. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a weird – we don't know how that team is going to look exactly. I'm really excited for um, Rashad Bateman. He's been lighting it up in camp, too, from what I've seen. Uh, and what's exciting about him, too, is that he has the chance to be the number one receiver on a team competing for the Super Bowl day one. It's not impossible to think that he could pull that off. Um and most importantly, he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> so I really need that to happen. You know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Timeout. Not literally timeout, but like I get criticized for only talking about the Browns. I, I get criticized for bringing up the Browns all the time. How many times has Matt brought up his fantasy team? It's I think that's it's, it's the, it's the running bit. The difference is, is that the players that I have strong feelings about that I want to talk about are the guys that I go get in fantasy. It's the other, it's not, I get a guy in fantasy and then I decide to talk about them. I, it's a guy I want to talk about because I really like them. And then I get them in fantasy. And oh, it's just okay. funny to bring up yeah. every time. Cause I have this okay. huge roster on that team. He was your guy too. <laughs> he was, I, he was my second. Yeah, highest I, I, rated I really guy, like yeah. him. Um, and he's just in a really cool position and it's really important that the Ravens receivers are better this year. So um, it'll be a big deal. And I think Lamar, I mean, you've got Bateman. They've invested how many high draft picks in wide receivers, you know? And I really liked Hollywood Brown coming out of the draft, really liked him. And I like Bateman even more. So if both of them end up being busts, then I start to raise my eyebrows a little bit at like the, the if you can even be 
a good wide receiver on that Ravens team because I I see, you know, Bateman burning, you know, Marlon Humphrey. And I see Bateman just absolutely doing everything right for the for the gopher. Like, I don't know. Bateman, I agree, is someone yeah, I'm no, really ba- excited Bateman to Bateman should be awesome. Well, it seems like they've sort of positioned themselves to stretch the field a little bit more. I mean, with Andrews and Watkins and Hollywood and, and Bateman. Uh, like, and yeah. Bateman, they're, they're really JK, trying to stretch the field. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, a good offensive line, like, I don't think I don't think the wide receiving core and the weapons are an excuse for Lamar this year. I think they've invested too much in that position of players that I am I get that they're young and they're rookies and if they're bad you just label them busts and say they were never any good. I feel like that's a little bit of a slippery slope. So yeah, I'm definitely interested to see and I I assume Lamar is going to get some preseasons. But yeah, the Ravens are a team I'm very high on. I have faith in Lamar. This is not me yeah, saying I, like... No, no, no. We, I, we all love yeah, Lamar. Yeah. I, like, I like Lamar a lot. And I think that he's going to have a good passing season. But if he doesn't, then I might, you know, not like Lamar so much, you know. But I do have faith in him. I love Lamar Wait, coming out of college. It pissed me yeah. off that he had to go to the... He had to go to the Ravens. What do you mean he had to? They were they were really good. That was like a really good situation for him to go to. Yeah. But like, oh, right. Browns fan. Browns, Browns, fan, <laughs> Browns fan. Browns fan. Browns fan. Browns fan. How could I forget? Blaine, and who are you excited you to see in this in this pre? In oh, this pre-season? man. Who, who am I excited to see? If you say a Browns player, you're getting 10 points subtracted from the first <laughs> game of your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to say Donovan Peoples Jones. No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that counts. 10 points. I know gone. it doesn't. That does not count. No. Um, in all seriousness, though, I, I am excited to see like Javante Williams is my guy. I keep saying like sleeper for offensive rookie of the year. That's my guy. Super excited to see Trey Lance, obviously. Um, he's been lighting it up in camp. Um, and I think the only other piece that I would really like to see is how these Patriots pieces kind of all fit together because the Patriots you know added a lot of pieces to that offense and I you know it's it'll be really interesting to see kind of how they mesh together not to mention I've heard Nikhil Harry's been doing pretty well yeah yeah I think Mac Jones will be interesting to watch too um if he lights it up in preseason he's going to get some starting week one uh hype for sure uh, another guy or another competition that's something to look out for in preseason: Locke versus Bridgewater on Denver. Yeah, I, do you, I wait. Do, reports, you, do you think there's a scenario in which Bridgewater starts Week One? Oh yeah, and okay. the reports are that it's pretty much a draw that they've played about the same. Um, their levels have been Bridgewater wins a day, Locke wins a day. But I would say that from what I've heard, neither has looked amazing. Neither has looked like. <laughs> You know, like they have, they've well been mistake free. They've been awesome. They've been crushing it. So, you know, again, I've been really high on the Broncos and I guess, <laughs> you know, that does hurt a little bit to hear, but I'm excited to see, you know, do they go? It's because it's an interesting hypothetical mm-hmm. floor versus ceiling. You know, that's something, this is like a perfect in a vacuum, like guy with high floor, yeah. guy with low floor and high ceiling or low ceiling. And, and that's a very interesting right. dynamic to me and what they end up going with. Yeah, it's a little bit of like pick your poison, you know? Uh, Maybe they say, okay, Locke and Bridgewater have looked about as good, but that doesn't mean they've looked anything alike. Right, Um, yeah. So I I wonder if, I would say, generally, not knowing how they're actually looking in camp, if they were playing the same, and you had a team with a, a great defense and really good weapons, and you're confident in your run game, you'd probably go with the guy with the high floor and love low ceiling but maybe maybe the best strategy is just to see what lot can do and if it doesn't work out yet bridgewater 
uh, right there and That's you don't let it go too far. That's just, probably what you end up doing, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if Locke's like, horrible, I get it, but like, I think you just got to roll with it. You know, yeah. Give yourself a chance to at least stretch the field, especially you. You have Sutton back, like that's that's huge. You're gonna have an incredible receiving core. You're gonna utilize that the best that you can. Um, but are there any like big or maybe not even big rookies, just like rookies that you're excited to see in general? Not a rookie, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, I'm interested to see Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, and how he does coming off that knee injury. I think. You know, you you tweeted out yesterday, Theo, about how apparently that knee injury is really bothering him just from a mental standpoint. And every time a dude gets a major injury, I always think, like, if that was me, there's no way I'd be done. Just mentally. Like, how could you trust that knee again after something so bad? You know what, um, Matt? I'll, 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 I'll talk about that. So when I broke my collarbone, the first time I came back, I, I was very hesitant Right. It's like you, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it is, it's not something that you're just like, you're going to come back right away and you're just going to be normal. It, you, you can't oh, yeah. do that. Yeah. So, so when you come back from a serious injury, you're, you're not mentally the same right away at all. So I, I think, I don't know if it'll, how much it'll hurt him long term, but at least in the short term, it's reasonable that he could be, you know, out of it, maybe. And then, and then how, how much do you really put him out there for preseason though? Because he needs to face some real pass rush to get used to that um, and get comfortable with it again after the knee injury before week one. You can't just go into week one. It's like, here's your first game back from major injury, right? But at the same time, I mean, you don't want to play a guy coming off a major injury in preseason. So it's sort of give and take. You can't have it both yeah. ways. Especially when the when apparently they've looked the way they've looked. And that the way you looked is that they've gotten their face caved in by the defense every day. And maybe it was different today. I'm sure practice is probably wrapping up there right now. You, you know what my strategy um, would be? Just off the top what? of my head. I'm throwing him in late in the game against the backups with the starting offensive line if I'm the Bengals. I'm, I'm serious. I think <laughs> no, that's, don't I, put him in against the starting pass rushers to start with. Game one, you go out there, you let – who is their backup again? Finley uh, still? No, Finley got traded. It is – you know, I don't know. It's Doesn't Brandon matter. Allen. Brandon it, Allen. Brandon, Brandon Allen. Allen. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Allen. You, put them, you put him out there against the ones. You run the ones out there. And then when whoever they're playing goes to the backups or the third strings or the guys who are trying to make the roster, you put in your starting offensive line <laughs> to give Burrow the cleanest possible pocket. I think that's – I, I totally think that's what I would do. And then you slowly work him up to going starter versus starter, and then hopefully he's ready for week one. Yeah. Yeah. I – I think that that's not a bad idea. And with the Bengals, I'm interested to see, you know, how they look in preseason because yeah, the practices, the reports out of practices are bleak and you know, it's a mon you, you practice, you play how you practice. And if that's true, yeah. maybe the defense is just awesome, but somehow I don't think that's <laughs> quite the case with the Bengals. <laughs> the um, Bengals but, defense is just on another level this year. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see this. This is the first year I've really scouted a bunch of guys. I scouted, you know, I had a bunch of, not everyone, obviously, mm-hmm. but I, I scouted a good amount of players and I'm excited to see my sleepers. I'm excited to see Peyton Turner, a guy who I had a really high grade on and he won the first round. I'm excited to see Jamin Davis, my linebacker one. I'm excited to see Javon Holland, my safety one. All these guys that I watched in uh, in college, I'm like, these guys are a little bit better than I than I thought they might be. And now I, I want to see, like, I want to test you know, as a scout, I'm I'm interested to see you know what my what my initial track record is going to be if I suck or not. So I'm excited Speaking to see Peyton. I'm excited to see a lot of the guys that are at the top. Peyton, Michael mm-hmm. Michael Carter is one of those guys. But yeah, yeah. Speaking of Jamin Davis, um, it reminded me about Washington football team. 
if Heineke comes out and is really good in preseason, oh. that's going to be an awesome storyline. That's going to be an awesome storyline. He's the next Kurt Warner. He's the, the next Kurt Warner. Hey, and Tim Boyle, Jared Goff. If Jared Goff, if Jared Goff, and Tim Boyle, look, Tim Boyle is a guy who is a pre. He has like the record for like highest passer rating in preseason or something. That's the one thing in Detroit where no one is, no one's, it's not on anyone's radar, but Packer fans know Tim Boyle is a preseason hero. So like if Jared Goff (laughs) struggles a little bit and Tim Boyle looks like preseason Tim Boyle, that's another one where it could be like, have you seen Jared Goff camp videos? No, I heard that he looks, he looks like just so chill. He He looks like he is having the time of his life. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of thinking. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking that golf might not be that horrible this year if he's looking that good in camp. Because um, I feel like I don't want to say that I, I believe in him all of a sudden, but there's definitely they a, a lot of people. Line. They do. Yeah, he has a good offensive line. He doesn't have the best weapons, but I feel like there's this expectation that, or maybe I, I've even thought myself or said early on other earlier podcasts, like, oh, he's gonna be, he's gonna be horrible. He's gonna be terrible. <laughs> he might just be okay. He might yeah. not be that bad. It's probably an overreaction. Playing with McVay helps, but he still has a good offensive line. He's still a first overall pick for a reason. He still has some talent. Uh, and if, if the Lions are run heavy and they don't ask him to do a ton, he, he could be okay. No, I, I, I kind of feel the same. My prediction for them was 5-12. and 12. He was around the 20th or 22nd ranked Hold on. You're giving year. Detroit five wins? Yeah, they have. I think a good they have offense. a good culture. They have a good offensive line. I could see that. Yeah, that's yeah. they have anyway, a tough one, schedule. Honestly. One more thing. One more. Pl- I'm okay. excited to see Felipe Franks. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> to see Felipe Franks, our guy, dude. When he throws his first pass to Frank Darby, my favorite ASU player who was drafted in the fifth round. I'm if he competes a pass to Darby, if he throws a touchdown to Darby, I'm going. I'm, I, there's going to be like my apartment's going to be like glowing and there's going to be like energy and like kinetic like you know, I'm going to be like shaking Theo's really fast. going to like turn into the avatar. You know what those two guys have in common? What do they have in common? Both are on my fantasy team. Both are on your fantasy team. Felipe, I, everyone's on your I was it was so funny we were talking about Marquez on that Callaway fantasy team, but when I like, talk about the Browns, my fantasy no. team. <laughs> anyway, it's so funny, but I'm I'm ex- yeah. At this point, it might Felipe Franks. I don't know. <laughs> that my you day was two, Felipe Franks. My day two grade on him did not age well as he went undrafted. What's most likely is he's on like the practice squad or like released or something. But for four <laughs> weeks, he is going to get some playing time, and I'm going to make sure people know about it. Oh, I'm going to be the same way with Dax Milne. Any any Dax Milne sort of highlight if he makes a block, like that's it. I'm going ham. It's over. If he pancakes anyone. <laughs> yeah, no. If he gets a pancake, oh. But that's it, what the preseason is all about. That, you got to you got to latch on to your bottom of the roster guy who's going to get <laughs> cut and never seen again. But for four he's weeks, you're going to you're going to make sure cut. people know they're Dax around. Not getting cut. <laughs> but I think that wraps things up for us today. Actual preseason NFL games are happening, and we're gonna you know be watching them all. You know, heating Dak it up with a spoon. I, I, I might not watch. Blade might be lying. I don't think I'm going to watch all of the preseason games. I might uh, miss a few. (laughs) (laughs) So now you're making me look like a liar. That's okay. NBA free agency uh, will still be kind of hot, probably. You know, I'm sure, Matt, you'll be following that more than the NFL preseason. Uh, Tons of content coming your way on TikTok, YouTube, podcast channels, etc. Don't miss out. And as always, from Matt, Theo, and Bladen. No nicknames today. We will catch you guys on the flippity flop. And without further ado, the Stay Hot TikTok Fantasy League members. 
I must alert the others. Watch what? Drafted this man to be their new punter. Get out! <laughs> this is an awful take. I do think I'd win. My gravestone can't say killed by podcasters. I've never received more hate for anything than I have for my taste in ice cream. They don't know a damn thing about me and they don't know that I'm that fucking guy. 